Good morning, good morning. It is my honor to introduce to you all today Huddy Huds, son of Hutchin, which no one calls him any of these names, but they are suggestions. Um, but Hudson Hutchison began the Connections Ministry position at Monterey Church of Christ this past fall. He and his wife, Kylie, along with their one-year-old daughter, Hattie, were most recently in Edmond, Oklahoma. Hudson is a master at asking tough questions, and I believe that is what makes him such a great minister and friend. He allows for a space of vulnerability, but is willing to wait for an answer, which is rare among our uh, society. But um, I did get uh, clearance to roast him as much as possible too late, so um, without further ado, Hudson Hutchinson. There are days that we never forget, days the details are etched into our memory. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. June 26, 2018 was one of those days for me. My wife called at 4 p.m., and she said these words, I've done something. I just assumed she went to Target again and made a couple of unplanned purchases. But she went on to tell me that DHS had called. And two girls that we knew were being taken away from their family and put in the system. And Kylie volunteered that me and her would watch the girls for two days until they came up with a long-term plan. Little did we know at the time that long-term plan would be us. So for one year, we shared our life and our homes with two little girls, sisters, a five-year-old named Maya and a four-year-old named Bernice. This is a picture of a couple days after we got them. Maybe. Yep, it's here. I learned about a lot about parenting from my year with Maya and Bernice. And I want to share with you just like one parenting thing or maybe how I would sum it up. There are two types of oh no's in parenting. The first is, oh no, this is going to go poorly. Let me give you an example. We're getting in the car. I say, girls, buckle up, and I'll give you a mint, only to realize I only have one mint left. Oh, no, this is going to go poorly. I have a couple options. Option number one is just don't give a mint. Then you're a liar, and crying ensues. Option number two, you give a mint to one girl, and crying ensues. Or option three, you just split the, split the mint in half, and crying ensues because we didn't get a whole mint. Oh, no, this is going to go poorly. The second unknown parenting is, oh, no, I've done something, and now I feel poorly. And so I'm going to tell you a story about such a situation. Uh, my wife used to be the assistant cross-country coach at Oklahoma Christian University. They had a big meeting at the beginning of the year. Food was brought in. They were talking about their meat calendar and practice schedule and uh, that's fine and dandy, but it left me outnumbered, me and the girls. And so I, I had this great idea. I said, let's just have a picnic. So we packed up a picnic basket. Yes, I have a picnic basket. Went to the campus. The girls picked out the perfect place to enjoy our meal. And right as I'm pulling out the food, I hear the all-too-familiar phrase, Mr. Hudson, I have to go potty. I don't know a ton of things about parenting, but when you hear those words, you jump into action. There is no time to dawdle. 
So I throw Bernice, the three-year-old, on my shoulder. I grab Maya by the hand, and we begin hauling it to the nearest restroom. As we're approaching the restrooms, uh, Maya, she's in kindergarten, she's pretty aware, she starts walking to the girls' restroom. I say, Maya, I can't go in there. Maya, stay with me. Maya, I can't go in there. Too late. She goes in the girls' bathroom, short, the door shuts right behind her. So I get Bernice, and Bernice, come with me. We take care of business. Big win in our family. Uh, we're there for two or three minutes. After we wash our hands, we come out, and I can tell that Maya's on the outside of the glass door. She's looking for me. So I go out the glass door. I said, Maya. She turns around, tears streaming down her face. And I was, oh, Maya, I'm here, I'm here. And she comes up to me and she says, you left me. You left me. It's the worst I think I've ever felt. Here's this girl three months being removed from her family, feeling like she's abandoned, been left. And here, I'm one of two people she feels safe with. And I, for a moment, just made her feel like I left her. It's the worst I've ever felt. And as I'm holding on to Maya, trying to console her, this thought hits me. I want to be this distraught when I'm apart from my Heavenly Father. That one moment removed from him would make me frantically seek him out. And Psalm 84.10 comes to mind. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be the doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. And I think the way we usually hear this verse is one day, like one day in heaven will be worth it. One day in heaven will be worth far more than all the other things this world can offer. However, I want us to hear this verse differently this morning. I want us to hear it as an invitation to God's goodness today and each moment. That one moment spent in communion with God is better than a thousand moments spent apart from him. That one moment today can satisfy us more deeply and more completely than anything else today could. And that these moments with God would not just happen in chapel or their, our church or a college minister or in your quiet time, but they can be found in every time. Now, some of you are probably thinking, well, that sounds nice, but how? Like, I, I actually think communion with God sounds good and appealing. I think I even want that, but how do I capture these moments? To begin to answer that, I want to quote one of my favorite authors. I kind of have uh, a crush, a Christian crush on him. His name is Brother Lawrence. He was a monk in the 1600s, and he was sought after because of the profound peace and joy that he exhibited in his relationship with God. His writings are compiled into a really small book called Practicing the Presence. I highly encourage that you give it a read. But in short, Brother Lawrence his joy was found in nothing else but communion with God at each and every possible moment. Here's what he says. There is no sweeter manner of living in this world than continuous communion with God. See, for Brother Lawrence, continuous communion with God could be found while washing dishes or tending the garden and every monotonous action in between. It can be found on a walk to class 
are the mundane task of doing laundry. But even he, at times, found himself distant from God. Here, listen to this quote. When I realized that my thoughts were far from God, I would repent and come back to him with my whole heart. I would repent and come back to him with my whole heart. See, Brother Lawrence trained himself to be aware of God. He would go on to write, To be with God, we must cultivate the holy habit of thinking about him often. Moments with God start with the baby steps of thinking about God. I've done college ministry at a private Christian university for almost a decade. And before that, I was a student at a private Christian university. And I know the feeling that many of you feel that everywhere you turn, there seems to be a more Christian thought. It's either in a Bible class or a small group or a college ministry or conversations are taking place in the dorm. Some thought at any point in the day seems to be pointing you towards God. But I also know how easy it is to mute those thoughts to be around them, but to never engage them. And I've seen the frustration of hundreds of students who hear about God all the time, but have never had a moment with him. When we mute thoughts of God, we limit moments with God. And so this is my prayer for you all today. And so your thoughts of God will propel you to action. That your thoughts about God would send you running after moments with God. That you would believe that moments with him now are not wasted, but they are to be treasured. They are to be coveted more than any other moment you could seek out today. And when, inevitably, you find yourself far from God, that you'd follow the lead of a five-year-old girl named Maya and frantically seek the presence of your father. Pray with me. Father, we ask for your grace for just one moment with you today. And so open our eyes to see those moments that are in front of us. Father, with all the thoughts about you that are on campus, Father, would just one of them direct us closer to you, that we would enjoy your presence. We pray this through Christ. Amen. You're dismissed.